some of the some of the key skills that I think are really important for those folks that are not going to go into the development coding path are great communication, um, being able to be transparent and raise when there's risks that are involved. Uh, it's more important to address those. Welcome to the Joint STEM Initiative podcast produced by Queen City Robotics Alliance. Now here's your host, Kaiwen Chen. Hello, this is Kaiwen Chen. My guests of this episode are Todd Bulow and Deidre Finnis. This is the second part of our conversation, and you can find the rest of the conversation from episode eight, where we talk about society for information management. In this episode, our discussion is around education and learning. We talk about what are the critical skills and a high-level concept on how you're supposed to select majors for college. Let's start with their introduction first. So uh, my name is uh, Todd Bulo. I'm one of the co-founders of a company called Dual Boot, and we're a business and software development company. We build great software, but we base our success on whether it helps you, your business grow. Um, I've been also a serial entrepreneur. I've had to help start two software as a services companies before that, that we had uh, exits on. And I am the incoming SIM president, currently vice president of SIM right now. Great. And Deidre? Hi, I'm Deidre Fanis. I am the um, former president of SIM and now past president incoming secretary role on our board. Um, I work for a company called M&S Consulting. We are a service integrator company in consultants where we help um, enterprise clients, government, higher education, nonprofits, with their endeavors or strategic endeavors to be able to um, stand up and integrate technology solutions, provide data and so forth. During this interview, we discussed the importance of introducing STEM or science, technology, engineering, and math to students as early as possible. We believe that if we fail to get students interested in STEM at the middle school, it would be harder and harder to get an interest in STEM as they grow older. However, STEM happens to be the field that has tremendous job growth with about average pay. Tom will lead the conversation and start with the IT opportunity that he sees. Now with technology, to give you an example, in the state of North Carolina, uh, North Carolina Tech just did a, NC Tech just did a um, study. Back in May, there were 21,000 open IT positions. To today, there are 38,000 now. So a year later, there's now 38,000 open IT positions. So I think if you're thinking longer term in your middle school, I know you, you know, you're maybe not thinking that long term, but the job placement, you're almost guaranteed 100. If you go through the process, you will have a job. The other thing I would tell people that are in middle school is if they're interested in starting businesses, the businesses that are being started now, I don't care what it is. It could be manufacturing. It could be, they're all technology driven. So if you have the concept and you understand it, you are going to be far ahead of anyone else when you want to try to launch a company at that point. 
Um, it is difficult, I'll tell you, because if you really have a fascination with technology in the middle school side, it is hard to find enough teachers in our public school system right now that can teach technology, maybe even to the level you're at. Um, so you do have to be a little self-motivated on that. Um, the teachers are doing an amazing job and on the education side of it, but the, the challenge you have right now is the disparity in wages. It's a harder thing to go for, for the teachers. It's, 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 it's a cost opportunity cost, right? So, um, they're doing a great job. Um, they're, they're, they're stuck with challenges with salaries and things like that. Um, but they're very inquisitive. All the teachers I've met, they want to learn. So you can learn together with your teacher, which I think is kind of cool. Like me and my teacher are step, step in learning together, like in robotics, right? I'm learning how to do this. They may have never done it before, but that's what I love about technology is it's something that probably someone hasn't done yesterday. And I'm just learning and constantly learning in that phase. So I don't know if I really motivated anyone in middle school, but that's what I usually tell my kids. Like if you want a hundred percent placement on a job, go into technology. Uh, again, you're not thinking that in middle school, but also if you're thinking about starting something, you're going to have to understand technology because it's going to, it's a, it's a key place to how we operate now. And you're already spending an hour to two hours, maybe not in middle school, but in high school on social media, which is technology. So you might as well learn how it operates so you can use it for your advantage. So as we chatted about what it takes to get into the industry, I asked if coding a necessary skill to work in information technology, this is what they say. Well, I don't know how to code, so I'd say no. <laughs> um, I've never coded one single second in my life, uh, but I've always been in technology careers and in technology leadership positions. So I would say no. And, and I think it's actually a misconception, unfortunately, because there are many paths within a technology career. You could take a very technical path uh, developer or admin developer architect and then maybe even if you want to have a little bit of people leadership get into um, being a, a principal path but a lot of uh, really key and important positions are project manager business analyst data analyst functional analyst integration specialist they know enough about technology and that's where I started as a business analyst and project manager you know enough about technology where you can help um, work alongside with people who are much more technical in delivery, but help to oversee and make sure that all the pieces come together, both the technology that gets coded, but all the other aspects that go along with it, which oftentimes involve functional processes, budget management, things like that too. So you don't have to be a coder to be in technology alone. It's a great skill to have, but you do not have to have that. Yeah, I, I think I uh, to piggyback on that, I think exactly what Deidre said. You you need to understand the process of how it's done, but you don't necessarily know how it how it's actually coded. Um, but you need to be able to see if someone's giving a roadblock based on their effort level, or is there something else you know driving the, the challenge. So I think it, it's it, you're almost like a detective to a degree in a lot of the process side. Like why why are these things happening? I know something's happening wrong, and then you count on the expertise of people in different areas to help you get through that. Um, and, and to Deidre's point, I'm not a developer myself either. I uh, was forced to learn how to code a little bit because I, I, the first company out of college that I, the product I worked on broke a lot, and I didn't want to look really bad in front of the client, but I was more like a hacker than anything, but it forced me to learn the process of software development 
which then allowed me to go into multiple areas within the software world from product management to business development to pre-sales even. So uh, having the basic underlying of how all the things um, come together is definitely helpful, but you don't need to know how to actually build the code. Yeah, some of the some of the key skills that I think are really important for those folks that are not going to go into the development coding path are great communication, um, being able to be transparent and raise when there's risks that are involved. Uh, it's more important to address those. Uh, analytical, good documentation skills, and or oftentimes anymore, I find that documentation itself is not necessarily as critical as utilizing technology solutions that are agile, like. Atlassian, Jira, or thing, CA Rally, things like that, which track stories. And, and but it's really about um, being able to understand enough about the technology delivery aspects. And it varies. Some companies are much more waterfall where they do things serially, and some are much more um, nimble and flexible and agile. Um, so being able to be flexible in that sense, too. I asked Todd to clarify during the interview because I felt our discussion was saying that the exec manager doesn't matter that much. Todd answered my question in this way. Take a listen. Um, it depends. Like, if you want to be a, a, a engineer, go to work at Tesla. Yeah, your degree is going to matter. Like, you know, but you know, if you know that's the route you want to go, then you want to probably find an engineering school that has that. If you want to be more on the operational side, um, like maybe Deidre and me, it may, it's not as important to go to that engineering, but you still want something that gives you opportunities at a, either a high school or university that gives you cool opportunities to integrate into the community. Um, the community itself is looking to give back to students. And in fact, when you're a student, it's the best way to reach out to these businesses that you might be interested in to learn more because people will return your calls. The minute you graduate, those calls stop getting returned because it's, uh, you know, you think they're looking for your job. Like it's, and that's what I tell every student. I said, now is your time to reach out and connect with people because we want to give back. The minute you graduate, you almost lose that. And you're just another spam call on LinkedIn or, or uh, an email message that just comes through that goes into my deleted folder. But regardless, I think that when you learn technology skills, get yourself involved in, you know, the STEM clubs, learn to code. There's great programs that the schools have a lot now available. There's also great um, programs outside of school that you can take, supper camps or whatever. The more that you learn about that, um, the better. But I would also say that put yourself in situations around student council or opportunities where you can lead teams or get on projects and learn to be comfortable speaking and um, helping people think through things. I think that that's a great skill set. Um, my major in college, I went, I was a communications major. I was an on-air um, reporter for a while and all the other things that go along with communications career, including public speaking. My minor was in dance and theater. So I was dancing and on stage. And then my, I double minored. So technology happened to be my double minor. So it wasn't my mainstream. But I think the more that you get involved in becoming comfortable, and I, it's probably just you know, the way that things are a lot different you know, now, technology is readily available. But I, I encourage people to go to college, but it's not always the path for every single person. Um, my nephew is a firefighter with Tiga K. And so he's on the firefighting team. There's not a lot of action in Tiga K going on every single day. So he's also studying to get his sales course certification as an admin 
along the way during his free time. So he's kind of double dipping. One last thing that I would offer might not seem like a big deal now when you're in middle school or um, starting out in your career, but I think one of the other beauties of a technology career is that it gives you flexibility to work wherever you are. And there's beauty in that. If you're a nurse, you've got to go into the hospital and you've got to do your job. If you're a teacher, you've most likely got to go into school. If there's ever a role that you want some flexibility to be able to work wherever you are, if you have to travel somewhere or if you need to work from home or if you just have a remote job, technology is going to be that. The the most important thing when you're in middle school is just to be curious and inquisitive and understanding. And you have the opportunity to do that in the school systems to do that. So, you know, Deidre at one time might have wanted to be a a dancer, like she was said. And then she was an online reporter. And then she's like, well, let me try technology, right? I think that's really cool that you're able to do that in, in in our education system right now. And that was the advantage for me to go to Penn State is I had the opportunity to you know, I went one direction, but I could switch to another direction. If I would have gone to a smaller school, university, I may have been stuck or may have had to transfer from that university. So those are all things to consider. Um, but at the end of the day, I think being curious is 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 important in the whole process. Um, so that's why I think I think it's cool. Daydream's story is really cool. And just, the, I mean, think of all the background she has to talk about right now, from dance to engineering to <laughs> <That's right>. reporting. <laughs> That's right. All sorts of different things, but that's the fun of it. Yeah. I would say make yourself well-rounded as much as you can. I mean, I, I, with me, like not just SIM, but just technology in general and and Deidre kind of hit this on the, at the beginning, our positions are so sought after right now. It's one of the few positions in the world where people will say, you don't have to come live in our city right now. You can work remote. I, I don't care the other positions within companies right now they don't have that opportunity. So that's what I love about IT is one, you can do something you love. Two, you can do it where you want to, where you want to live. It could be your small hometown. It could be Costa Rica. And then the third thing is you usually are surrounding yourself with super intelligent people that are making you better people. Um, I'll give you a good example. I worked on a project um, 20 years ago with a gentleman, super smart, it was before Facebook, before Instagram, before all this stuff. And I lost touch, touch with him. I opened Fortune magazine and he was under uh, in there in the top 40 under 40. He started a company called Wayfair. You know, it was, I meet people like that all the time in technology. It's just super interesting people that are changing the world. And you have the opportunity right now to do that. Um, and I don't see it going away. Maybe I, be, I might be wrong, but people like Elon Musk and others, are really are making it cool to be in technology now, right? 20 years ago, it wasn't necessarily cool to be in technology. Now Elon Musk is hosting Saturday Night Live. Like who would have thought we would ever see that, right? I mean, when I was growing up 20 years ago, if you like technology, you were getting stuffed into a locker in your, your high school, right? Now it's, now it's the cool thing you're gonna be on Saturday Night Live. So I think it's really exciting uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, and lastly, I'd say the same thing. I absolutely love being in technology. I can't say enough good things about the life and the career and the people that I get to surround myself with. And I, I so enjoy watching not only my kids, but other kids that I know, or I can spend time with, help them understand, you know, that it's more than just about gaming. It's more than just about coding. It is about um, getting, getting a well-rounded capability. I mean, shoot, 
I, I got involved in um, robotic process automation, for example. I did a project on that, and I absolutely love it. I just love the concept of robotic process automation, and now I get to help clients with it. Um, we've got all sorts of uh, virtual reality capabilities where you can take people out of dangerous situations or do things through technology by use of um, virtual reality or robots, you know, that kind of stuff. So technology is a wonderful thing. It's a great career. It provides you with a great life. And um, I think that my biggest advice to anyone uh, young and um, starting out is, you know, don't be afraid to ask to get involved in something. If you see an opening for something, companies always have a shortage of people and they always have a shortage of need. You don't have to be like super experienced on a particular technology platform. If somebody says, hey, I need some help and I'm short on running a testing cycle or whatever, jump in and say, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll do it because that's going to give you stepping stones to the next thing or just be organized. Run a meeting. Take over and say, hey, let me I'll run this meeting. They're going to see you as a leader. So take those actions in school or in college or when you start your career to find opportunities to say, yeah, I'll raise my hand to do this, or yes, I'll raise my hand to do it. You won't do it perfect every single time, but nobody does, so just do it. There you have it. You heard about the secret sauce of getting ahead in the career game. Reach out, get engaged in the communities. It will be the best if you can get that done before you graduate. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I do. We are getting more interviews and learning the perspectives of STEM leaders in Charlotte and their tips on careers. Subscribe our podcast for ideas from other STEM societies. We would love it if you can introduce our podcasts to other professionals and especially our college and high school students. We also love to hear from you about how to improve our podcasts. This is a wrap, and we will see you next time. This podcast is produced by Queen City Robotics Alliance with the support of Charlotte Area STEM Societies. Queen City Robotics Alliance, also known as QCRA, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to nurture the future workforce by providing practical, hands-on STEM experiences for area youth. QCRA is home for several high school and middle school robotics teams, where students learn how to run their team like running a business. Together, students develop outreach programs to spread STEM knowledge and training to encourage kids from all backgrounds to discover how to reach their full potential in STEM fields. QCRA is sustained by volunteers and sponsors like you, and we invite you to join us to help build a better future for all children in our community. Visit our website at queencityrobotics.org to learn more.